What's up, my people? It is I. It is Earthworm. I am the host today. I am the only host. Uh, welcome back to the Anime Brothers Podcast, weekly anime podcast cover- covering everything anime and sometimes stretching out to things that don't have anything to do with anime but are just as nerdy, if we're being honest. Uh, I am alone today. Normally, um, I am with my co-host, JD. Um, if you are a longtime listener, you already know that. And you're like, well, you know, you, you probably expected him to be gone. But if you're new here, um, normally there are two voices. So, you know, if you're like, eh, I can't really, eh, I don't do one guy podcast. Go check out the other episodes. It's cool. Whatever. Um, but hi, welcome. Uh, yes, as I previously mentioned, this is the Anime Brothers podcast. Um with the one brother today, and uh, you know what? I uh, I have let this podcast devolve into pure chaos. I, I this is terrible. I <laughs> I'm here. I'm all alone, and I am terrible at doing shit by myself, especially podcasting. It's really weird. I you know I I say it every time I do it. Shouts out to anybody who does a podcast, does a radio show that just talks to themselves, because goddamn. Uh, I, I always start to panic as soon as I start recording. It's like, oh man, now, you know, normally in a conversation you have somebody bounce off to and you can play off of the way they are reacting to what you're saying with me. It's like, hmm, okay, uh, well, well done, Earthworm. Thank you, Earthworm. That, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, so special shouts out to my, uh, our buddy, uh, friend of the podcast, Matt over at Otaku Melancholy. Uh, he's been he's been roughing it alone for for a little while, and uh, yeah, I forgot how hard it is. Um, and that's you know a little sneak peek to what we got going on next week, um, unless some some shit really hits the fan. Uh, Matt will be joining me, so I am not alone. He is my savior for for next week, but unfortunately, I uh, I was real lazy and didn't didn't ask anybody to do anything, mostly because I didn't like. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And, you know, the title The title says it, and we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into what I'm talking about. Um, it's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to, to the well. We're going to hit an old topic that we've done, but I think a fruitful one. We are going to, uh, I am going to, I keep saying we, because I'm not used to being alone. Uh, I am going to uh, answer Reddit's burning anime questions. Uh, Reddit is the only form of social media i guess yeah i guess it's social media um it just doesn't jump out at me like it like it like a twitter either way uh reddit is the only form of social media that i use um i am very very pulled back off the grid i guess you could say not not in like a weird survivalist guy way i just i don't fuck with social media um for for most of the things in my life i just don't really give a fuck to to have people hear what i have to say which is weird that I have a podcast uh, that I do every week, but here we are, uh, regardless. So, um, yes, we're going to be answering Reddit's anime questions. Uh, before that, though, we're going to... I'm just going to keep saying we. Just understand, it's the royal we. I'm all by myself. We're not going to have a surprise guest. Triple H isn't going to come out from the back with the steel chair. I, I mean, that'd be cool if fucking Triple H comes bust into my, my room and beats me over the head with the steel chair. Honestly, most eventful thing that's happened to me in a long time. So that's cool. I am going to check in with y'all and tell you all the other stuff, anime-wise, or, well, actually, <laughs> who am I kidding? I haven't been watching any anime because I haven't had to for the podcast because I'm, you know, I'm like that now. I will, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about all the stuff I've been up to, all the things I think that might mildly interest all you folk uh, who who listen, and... 
If not, we're going to put a timestamp in the in the old description down there. So you can go down and you can check out and you can you can see what time to go to. If you're like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. I genuinely just want to hear what Reddit is asking about anime. So, yeah, that's fine. Go check out time timestamp bada bing. Um you know, before we before I get into what I've been doing, I got to do a little business. You know, uh, while we're here, while you're listening to us, if you like what you hear, if you like what you hear from me, and you think it could be better with another dude, worry not, because that's the normal go of things. But yes, um, if you could uh, follow, subscribe uh, to your favorite podcast platform, if you really like the like the episodes and you like the podcast, leave a review, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else that lets you. You know, just tell people that that you like us. You get the word out there. Podcast, uh, believe it or not, according to the statistics, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I don't do these studies, but apparently podcasts spread best by word of mouth. So, you know, tell a friend who might be into anime or whatever, like, hey, do you have, do you listen to podcasts? Check out the Anime Brothers podcast. Oh my God, thank you. Um, and we also have merch now too. Anybody who wants an Anime Brothers t-shirt, hoodie, or, uh, you know, etc. Um, we have merch. It is, uh, we've partnered with Mason at Don't Quote Me Apparel. So go check that out. A uh, link will also be in the show notes for that. Bad Larry. Uh, yeah, so that that's the business we got today. Um, JD uh, has sends his regards from the, from the South Pacific where he is hunting men for sport. So, yeah. Um, he's having a lot of fun. And he, he hasn't. You know, he hasn't gotten a guy yet, but he will soon. So we'll I'll keep y'all updated and I'm I'm pulling for him. I don't know about you guys. Old Earthworm here though, still continental stateside, still chilling out up uh up in New England here. Uh we, the royal we, we as in Earthworm and Samurai Whack, our editor, um, just been chilling. Just been chilling. I've been trying nuzlocking, um, I I mentioned the past couple of weeks that I've been doing Pokemon Nuzlocks and I've been uh, trying to do them, like progressing the difficulty on them. And I, so my latest adventure is Pokemon Emerald and I have currently failed four separate tries. Uh, and those tries have been given plenty of caveats and plenty of, well, I don't want to lose my starter clauses. Um, so Nuzlocking is hard, and I don't know if Emerald's just a bad game to do it on, but my, uh, I don't know if it's my PC's problem or if it's a completely separate issue. The Nintendo, <laughs> let me let me correct, the Nintendo DS, quote unquote, I play, um, on, on, uh, I play Pokemon on, definitely not my PC, but the official Nintendo product, uh, doesn't, doesn't fast forward well. Uh, yeah, so I tend to play on my official Game Boy Advanced product, uh, my official Nintendo product that's also definitely not my PC. I, I, I use that, and I tend to play more of the Game Boy Advanced games because uh, I my official Game Boy Advanced does allow me to play at three times speed. And Poke- old Pokemon games are so much more enjoyable. At three times speed. That is a guarantee from yours truly, Earthworm. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we got. We definitely have some Pokemon fans out there. Maybe I'm just playing like a five-year-old. Maybe my Pokemon game has never improved since I got my first copy of Pokemon Yellow and thought, well, we're going to teach Cut to every one of my Pokemon because Cut sounds like a very strong move. I hate when I get cut, so Pokemon must hate when they get cut. 
Uh, so yeah, we we definitely got some reevaluating to do in that department. So Nuzlocking, uh, going bad, in case y'all were wondering. Um, uh, other than that, we have been watching a lot of WWE, and I actually do mean a legitimate we there, because me and my partner Kelly have been watching. I've gotten, y'all, I got her hook, line, and sinker. I got her, and I might have gotten my buddy Robbie, too. You've, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. You know him. You love him. I I think I might have gotten my my friends and loved ones into into wrestling. JD's next. I hope he doesn't listen to this because I'm going to get that motherfucker by surprise. But yeah, so wrestling, big deal. Uh, this weekend that just passed as uh, when this episode released, it was Money in the Bank 2003. I just finished watching it today. Um, I didn't get to watch it live. I had to, I had to like, because I was doing shit. It was an afternoon thing. So I had to wait until it was like two hours done to rewatch it on Peacock. But either way, we got it over. We watched it. It was absolutely a banger of a of a pay per view of a PLE premium live event, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I'm gonna talk about some shits. Spoilers if you haven't seen Money in the Bank and you're a wrestling fan. Uh, so skip ahead a little bit. And if you're not a wrestling fan, you might want to skip ahead anyway because I understand the shit can be weird. I'm a new wrestling fan, all things considered. So like I, it is what it is. So either way. Highlights of the night. Men's Money in the Bank, absolutely badass match. And if you're still here, not a wrestling fan, I'll explain to you what Money in the Bank is. It is a ladder match. There is a briefcase that is strung up in the middle of the ring, like 20 feet up, by a carabiner. And the idea is six different people are fighting a battle royale, everybody for themselves, to climb a ladder and retrieve the briefcase off of the carabiner. And then you win a and a chance to cash in the contract inside that briefcase for a title shot at any time of your choosing. It can be absolutely chaotic. People have done it, uh, you know, right at the end of matches at the least like some M night Shyamalan style twist. It's great. So that match, absolutely phenomenal. Bummed that LA Knight didn't win. Yeah. Um, so that sucks. Uh, but I, I'm not surprised. That's the problem. Um, shouts out to Damian Priest, the uh, the actual winner. Good for him. I'm not upset, but I wanted LA Knight to win really bad. Other than that, though, absolutely phenomenal match. Logan Paul. Uh, yes, that Logan Paul. If you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's he's a wrestler now. It kind of took me by surprise. Like I knew he was doing shit with the WWE, but like he actually. Like, it goes through tables, which is what he did. Um, not the safest move, but, like, I think he's okay. Um, he didn't die, so good for good for him. But it was a sick spot. Like, it was a crazy thing to watch. Um, if, you, if any of y'all have Peacock and you just want to see some absolutely out, out, outrageous stuff, go check it out. Go check that shit out, uh, 100%. Other matches that really stood out, um, Let's see the women's money in the bank, which was another banger of a match. Again, uh, my front runner pick didn't win, but that's okay. I accept. I accept it. It's it's fine. Uh, Becky Lynch has got enough going on for her. The winner, though, Io Sky, a uh, wrestler out of Japan, has been wrestling with the WWE for a while. Uh, she's called the Genius of the Sky absolutely badass she did a backflip off of a 20-foot ladder into a group of other wrestlers and it was crazy she ended up winning i think she deserves it she's got some stuff going on with her uh well potentially former partner they were you know her and her tag partner were both in this match and it's uh, everybody for themselves so shit some, some shit went down um 
yeah, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, and then we had probably the biggest match of of the year, probably. I don't know. WrestleMania was pretty hype. But, um, yeah, we had Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus Jay and Jimmy Uso. And let me tell you, that was an absolute banger of a match. Kind of slow, kind of brooding for a little bit of it, but there was a lot of story to tell, so I really don't blame them. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Crazy. So, you know, Roman Reigns has been running the WWE for years, um, whether it be to the delight of the fans or the detriment, but for the past three years, he has been an absolute delight to watch for most people. I'm just getting into it, and after really like learning about his backstory, shouts out to Super Eyepatch Wolf for putting out a great video. Yeah, I uh, I love him. I love it. I love everything it's got going on. Like, I, he's one of those guys that I kind of love to hate at this point. Uh, so yeah, he's wrestling his cousins, the Usos, uh, and Jesus, man. Uh, I'm just gonna get to it. Roman Reigns got pinned, which is something that hasn't happened in in like three years or something like that. And he's he's lost wrestling matches, but never one on ones. And anytime he's lost like a tag match or a match with like another person involved, he's not the one who gets pinned. So it's like he wasn't the reason that they lost, I guess, is kind of the the thought process behind it. So him actually getting pinned is a big deal. So I'm I'm still riding the high of money in the bank. That was crazy. I'm excited to see where all these storylines go from here. Uh there were other great matches, uh but those were like the the ones that really stood out that I felt like I should take a couple of minutes and talk about for the potential wrestling fan listening. And if you are not a wrestling fan, hi, welcome back. I'm done talking about wrestling. I promise. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna stop doing that uh, because we're gonna talk about wrestling video games. Ha ha. No, uh, uh, I I've also in this past couple of days purchased WWE 2K23, and I have been playing it a little bit. I haven't had a bunch of time to play it because it was very a very recent purchase, and at some point you do have to get some sleep. So. At three in the morning, I was like, oh, all right, we're done. But yes, this is why I say I think I might have hook, line, and sinkered my buddy Robbie. I put on, uh, we were hanging out yesterday and shit. I put on um, the Mick Foley, uh, Mankind, same guy, whatever, uh, Mankind versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell match, King of the Ring. He watched it, he was amazed, and then he just kind of let it play afterwards. So he spent a good eight hours just watching king of the ring pay-per-views and then yeah he also um he also bought wwe so we were wrestling each other for a solid three four hours last night and uh, it's pretty fun i am excited to dig more into it i wish there were more stuff and i think that's i think that's like a common thing with i guess you can call this a sports game for the most part i think it's more a sports game than a fighting game i guess but whatever you want to call it they they always they never have everything that you could want out of out of a video game, out of playing a wrestling game. And I, I'm speaking a lot to like the the GM mode. I really like booking shows and playing the playing the person making the decisions and shit. So yeah, I uh I wish there was more to it. I wish there were more online modes. Online seems to just kind of like wrestling a buddy instead of being able to there's no like story mode you can go through with a friend or you can't participate in gm mode together or whatever so yeah um i just i wish there was more but i 
so far am having fun. I'm genuinely really excited to play it. I'm as soon as this episode's over, I'm probably going to save this file and then open it up on Steam and start fucking playing it immediately. So I have that to look forward to. So yeah, um that's that's I think I think that's it. I think that's all I'm going to get into for now as far as my personal shit goes. JD will have an update of all the people that he hunted to success in the South Pacific on the island that he paid a fair bit of money to go to. So yeah, uh, when he gets back, you can look forward to that. Um, until then, though, I think I think I'm going to shut the hell up. I think I'm going to roll the music right now, and I think it's time to get into the main topic of the day. We're going to answer some anime questions from Reddit. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get some fucking content out for you guys. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure how long this entire topic's gonna take me. I guess I'm just gonna go until I feel like I've said what I need to say. So here we go. Um, this is all coming from r slash anime on Reddit. I will be giving shouts out to the poster of these questions uh, to give credit where credit is due. If anybody is listening and they hear their Reddit account stated and they don't know they're pissed off about it or whatever you know hit me up hit us up you know contact us we'll we'll do whatever we can to make it right i don't think that'll be an issue um but yeah we'll i just i guess we got to get all them disclaimers out of the way because we are using other people's stuff for for our, my podcast so here we go we are going to start out with this one from user sins 778 and they ask, what is an anime where you genuinely don't understand why it is as popular as it is? And this one is easy for me, and I'm genuinely worried. I've scrolled through some of these before recording, and I'm a little worried that this is going to be a potential answer for all, a lot of these. But I'm going to use it here and try to not use it otherwise. Um, My answer is the anime 86. It came out... I. 2022 i think it might have started in 2021 i don't understand why 86 is as popular as it is i get why it could have like a following i get why people could like it i can understand why you would like uh you know the main character uh malise i i get from like a waifu standpoint i don't understand why people think it is truly and genuinely like a a masterful thought-provoking anime just piece of art in general um and i don't uh, this may be me sounding like a pretentious douchebag but and I, i've stated my my issues with 86 previously but it does it touches on so many different like issues like it really touches it tries to touch on racism it tries to touch on corrupt governments and like how to go about changing a corrupt government in a in a way that doesn't have force rebellion like a, a change from the inside as in malise is trying to do but at the end of the day i think all of that stuff it touches on um it doesn't actually say anything about other than 
the bare bones, basic, like racism is bad guys. And I agree 100%. I just don't think we need a, an adult piece of media to be like, Hey guys, not good. Come on. You know, don't, don't dislike people because they, they are a different skin color than you. It's like, no. And I get that there's some like asshole adults out there who, who might need a, a like a lesson like that but i don't also don't think that something like that will work on them uh i just think there are more nuanced ways to put it uh i i, I try not to shit on things when people are truly passionate and love them and i don't know maybe it's one of those things that i would like to find somebody with um i don't want to say a thick skin because that's not generally Gen- that's not what I mean, but somebody who would be willing to truly sit down and like talk talk it out. I mean, I guess debate, and I don't want to sound like, well, no, you know, I'm just asking questions. I just want to, but I do want to talk to somebody and like truly work out if it's just because they simply like something and that's fine, or if, if they truly think that this anime is pushing boundaries and saying crazy things about you know society and like if it actually has a message that i just completely missed other than the bare bones these things are bad guys child soldiers guess what not good and it's like i i feel like most people that would be watching 86 have a very good understanding of things such as racism bad child soldiers bad um you know corrupt government performing both of those things super bad uh, and another thing that just irritates me about 86, we're going on a rant now, is that um, the, the Malise never faces any punishment for continuously going against this like fascist dictatorship, crazy war mongering country. And I don't care who your daughter is. It's like, or whose daughter you are. If you walk into the middle of like a lecture in a college where a military leader is lecturing and and you look at the students he's talking to and are like, this fucking guy is a piece of shit. He's my uncle. So I know all this. He's a racist motherfucker. They're just sending people to their deaths and they're lying to you. I feel like there's more consequences than just, hey, come on, don't do that. All right. Come on. So that's where I'm coming from with 86. Uh, I don't understand why it's as popular as it is. I can understand most anime having some sort of fandom somewhere. People be like, yeah, it's pretty good mecha, you know, whatever. But people like, look, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just the sliding scale of my dislike to what other people think. But yeah, I'm, I'm not into it. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to move on now. All right, the next question is from user uh, deleted. So I guess that this is uh, considered fair use. Um, they ask, what ruins an anime instantly? And this is a tough question. Um, before I get further, though, I also want to mention, I'm going to try not to spoil anything. That's why I didn't give a spoiler warning. But there is the potential for me to have to get into some stuff. So I will I will try to give a pre-warning and talk about, you know, make make clear the anime I'm talking about before I get into stuff. But yeah. Anyway, so what ruins an anime instantly? Um I don't know. I think the inability to understand understand what tone you're going for. And I don't know if that's like an instant ruiner, but it is a red flag of this the this anime is not going to be able to 
necessarily give me what I want. Um, in all in all all times. Um, I like that. I'll I'll give examples and hopefully that'll make more sense. But here we go. So, uh, and I don't think this is a bad anime. Of course, I don't think this is a bad anime, but it does suffer from this kind of problem. When uh, Full Metal Alchemist has their their very jokey moments, and Ed is mad about being short, and they kind of change into tip- chibi drawings. I don't think that Full Metal Alchemist did it to a detriment, but it did definitely straddle the line between this is a show that doesn't understand when to be serious and when not to, and and the show that it ended up being where it's like this is a fucking borderline masterpiece with a wonderful plot and we're just gonna we're just gonna make uh, make one of the best goddamn stories to ever be told in animation and it's like okay all right cool but you could i could i wouldn't fault somebody for getting into it early and you know you have certain shit where ed and l ed and al are going through like some existential crisis and they're like oh my god you know that's made out of human souls whoa and you know type shit uh and then and, and very soon after you're you're just kind of feeling goofy it it's it's a red flag for me so i don't know it's hard for me to think of something that ruins an anime instantly so i think that's why i've chosen this as my as my thing but i think it's important to know when when to be funny and when to be serious and it's very hard to kind of hop in between the two um and I think it's it's easy to tell early on, especially with like more more mature anime. Uh, I'm starting to regret me using Full Metal Alchemist as a as an example, but it's the first one that comes to mind, and it's the one I always think of when people are like, "Oh, it just gets goofy out of nowhere, and the jokes are uh, they're so anime." So that that was my immediate thought. I guess um, what's the uh, the violin piano playing? You're lying, April. That's the one. Uh, that one I think is a more egregious um more egregious offender because it's about now this is a I'm going to hit some spoilers for for fucking your lion april so it is it, it it's a dying girl anime it, the the female love interest is, has some terminal illness and she's nobody kind of knows it like it's kind of obvious like it's super hinted at but it's never stated and then at the end it's like oh man what she changed my life so much. I love her, but we could, you know, it was never meant to be. What you know, but that's the thing. It has this super dramatic tone, and it also tackled a lot about depression. And then it did the the Full Metal Alchemist thing, where she would smack him upside the head and start yelling at him, and get the kind of like chibi features, but like the big head, small body. It's very anime stuff, and I don't dislike it. I just I I think it needs to be used very very correctly and so maybe what i'm saying is that this this trope of anime goofy jokiness chippiness it's very apparent early on if an anime is going to be able to pull this off or if it is just going to devolve into you don't know what you're going for this is i i can't take this seriously because seemingly no characters in this anime are taking this seriously uh, all right, moving on. Let's see. We have user Neil Pert's bass pedal. <laughs> Love it. 
And this is uh, maybe not so much a question, but we're going to go with it anyway. Without naming it, what is an anime that is instantly recognizable based on one quote? And um, yeah, for me, my my first, my initial reaction to that one is, um, what the fuck? <laughs> now that I, you see, this is what happens when I'm by myself. I get, uh, I run into roadblocks and it's like, hold on, buddy, you're going to be fine. Don't panic. All right, uh, anime that uh, anime quote that is instantly recognizable to the anime. I'm going with Garn Lagan. That's my pick, and the quote is there's a bunch of quotes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, believe in the me that believes in you. Believe in the you that believes in me that believes in you that believes in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You know, whatever you want to do, it's all there. But for me, it's the who the hell do you think I am that Kamina says, and then Simone later on says that's. That's really it for me. That is the, if somebody looks at me and says, who the hell do you think I am? I'm like, Gurren the Gon fan? They're like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, All right. So that was a quick one. We're going to go to this one. Uh, this is from user X Machinery. And they ask, which anime started out promising, but turned out to be garbage? Uh, and I think this one has another very obvious answer for me. And um, I'll scroll through my mail and see if I can find something else. But in the meantime, I'm going to talk about uh, The Promised Neverland. Uh, there will be some some spoilers for The Promised Neverland, but it's mostly about quality. Probably won't get into any actual plot points. Promised Neverland didn't just start out promising, my, my friends and fellows. The Promised Neverland started out so fucking good. And not just started out. And I, th I think this person's looking for more of like a, a banger first couple episodes and then just shit the bed. But The Promised Neverland gave you a whole goddamn season gave you a whole gosh darn fucking season of um of anime that was just god some of it would have been it could have made it top 10 for me at least just all timer but then season two comes out and it was just clear that they didn't that the people putting the money behind the promise neverland didn't seem to care enough to give it the time and attention that it deserved that it needed to be just an all-timer of, of, of a classic and that's unfortunate and it, it sucks too because like people put time and effort into the promise neverland like people worked on that and i'm sure there were a lot of people behind it who are super super proud of their work on that anime and even perhaps you know some parts in season two that there's people again people made this art and they weren't able to to make it good unfortunately and they just weren't given the resources of their time and it it sucks that people might look at the the actual animators and think hey you guys suck and i i don't believe that at all i believe it's the people with the with the wallets funding this shit that just didn't want to again either give the money give the time give the attention whatever you can say they just didn't want to deal with that shit and here we are we're we're left to deal with it uh, another anime that I can think of that started out Promise Never uh, that started out Promise Neverland and turned out to be garbage. No, um, that started out promising, and I won't say this turned out to be garbage because I I don't believe that, and I don't want to talk shit. But started out to be promising and then kind of fell off slowly but surely for me. My Hero Academia that that is a that that is, that one sticks out to me, and I think it started out promising in the fact that it's like this could go a lot of places not so much in my mind that it's like whoa this is going somewhere that i'm very excited to go it was more the potential of my hero academia was never ending 
and I just feel like they never capitalized on the potential of the world that they have built, of the characters that they have, of the situations that have popped up in front of them. And now, granted, I'm not caught up. I I quit out in the middle of season four, and I admit that. And I'm sure, I'm sure there are wonderful, absolutely banger parts uh, after that. But the fact of the matter remains, I just, I didn't like where it went. I didn't, uh, season two was good. See, the first half of season two at least was good. And then it just, it just didn't do nearly anything that I thought that I was excited to see. Um, that doesn't mean, again, it's not a bad show. It's not, uh, it's not bad. It's like, for me, it's, it's the most seven out of 10 show uh, ever. And if people think it's their favorite show, I think that's good. And I'm glad, I'm glad you can see what I can't in loving my hero academia i just ain't there dog i just ain't there and i'm sorry uh let's see we're gonna move on to uh, the next question hold on let's see okay this one could be fun um this one's from you overlord poodle what do new anime what did newer anime fans say that hurts as an older longtime anime fan um so uh full disclosure i i I'm somewhere in between a newer and a, an older longtime anime fan. I grew up on a lot of anime. My recent anime experience has only been the past four or five years, probably. I'd say about five years at this point. So I'm still, I'm still getting there, you know? We're still going. But uh, I think for me, it's when people, it's when people just aren't willing to give older animation a chance uh, or just will automatically write something off because it's old and gritty or whatever. Most of the, you know, most things about the anime community don't bother me. You know, you want to talk shit about uh, us fucking 30 year old anime fans. It's like, cool. That's fine. I don't care. But it's, it's when you talk shit about the anime itself, that's a pro that be, it becomes a problem for me. It's when you look at something like neon Genesis Evangelion and are like, I won't watch that because, oh, it just looks, it's so, it just looks so bad. And I'm like, no, that is objectively wrong. It does not look bad. It looks less shiny. It looks gritty. It looks fucking cell shaded, but it, it doesn't look bad. And I get having preferences. I have, everybody has preferences in every way, shape or form. But I think it's when you completely write something off as no way Jose, not even willing to like give it a shot at least once. Um, and this is very much like when it comes to art, I think, especially you don't have much you don't have anything to lose from experiencing a piece of art 90 percent of the time. I'm sure there's some death traps out there that people consider art. We're not talking about that, though. For you to give a shot to watching something old is, you know, just fucking go for it. And like the animation, granted, I think. The quality of animation and stuff is higher nowadays as a baseline quality. So, like, the shittiest anime you're going to get today probably looks better than the shittiest anime that you were going to get in 1995. But I still think the top-of-the-line productions in any era are going to stand out. Um, I might take a caveat to any era because at some point the, the, the technologies just weren't there to, you know, the techniques perhaps just weren't there to be able to make what we make today. 
but I, I would say from, you know, we're talking, I'm talking the, the golden age of my personal golden age of anime. We're talking like maybe 1980 to, to two, maybe 1990 to 2000, something like that. Like all of those, those top end, anything Studio Ghibli, anything Studio Gainax for the most part, they will hold up without a doubt to today's anime. And I just am not here for people completely writing it off. I know everybody's got their things. I write off anime for you know plenty of stupid reasons, but um, yeah, no, you can't you can't tell me that that cell shaded shit ain't where it's at. All right, uh, next question is from a user, Gria, uh, Gria Gitwe, uh, G R E A G H T T W E. Yeah, I I have no idea. I'm sure there's a cool, fun way to pronounce that, and I apologize if you happen to stumble across this. But yes, uh, they ask, what anime has aged like milk? Which, if you don't know, is poorly. Um, and I've got... Uh, I can't think of a whole hell of a lot, because again, I just mentioned that there's... Um, you know, I like that old-style animation, and I think a lot of people are going to look at this and think like, animation wise what anime has aged like milk um i know jd has mentioned and a lot of other people have mentioned that an anime that i haven't seen uh just doesn't quite hold up visually and that's trigun the original trigun from like 1999 2000 something like that i can't speak to that but is from what i've heard that one definitely definitely goes up there um i guess i'm gonna get a little personal here with with these ones um but I, well, let's let's go for it anyway. So I'm gonna go with the perhaps obvious one, but I think Dragon Ball Z, and that's only because of the pedestal I and many other uh, Toonami fans of the early 2000s have held Dragon Ball Z up to. It's just it was the only anime we watched for the longest time. Perhaps not the only anime, and I'm not speaking for anybody, making huge generalizations here. But hear me out. One of the only anime we watched for forever. It was pretty long, so you had plenty to sink your teeth into, and it was part of you. Dragon Ball Z will forever be a part of me. It's the reason JD and I are the, the friends that we are today, you know, for 20 plus years. Uh, but objectively speaking, the animation, it's fine for when it was, but it's not great. And I don't, I don't even, I'm not even talking about just like the, the still visual of it. It's just you know it's it's Toei animation where we're reusing a bunch of shit, we're doing flashy things, the fights aren't quite as good as we all remember them as kids because of course they're not, you know. It's it's not doing what Naruto did with the choreographed fights. It's not doing what something nowadays of the a chainsaw man or a jujutsu kaisen was doing. It's just it's not to that level. Storytelling, it's not that great like it's fun i think you know and i think the sand saga is pretty damn good storytelling you know it's not chain it's not oscar worthy i guess i would say but it's solid as absolute fuck and i don't yeah i just want solid interesting storytelling and that's what dragon ball z gave us for a long time but compared to the pedestal that i had it on for most of my life for you know especially into my early adulthood where I was really trying to break down like the nuances of Dragon Ball Z and try, you know, breaking down like, oh, well, why did Goku have a red wristband in this frame? It's, it's 
I'll spoil all that for you. It's because Dragon Ball Z is not the most well-written or well-produced show. And sometimes things are just overlooked or sometimes a filler episode. The writer of that episode didn't really give a shit about what happened in chapter fucking 172 of the Dragon Ball manga where Goku married a tree. So, yeah, whatever happens in that filler episode, just who cares? You know, know, we just get the fuck over it. It's all good. So I guess that's like my age, like milk. I haven't watched a lot of bad anime, and I guess that's a good thing. I'm going to take that as a win for Mr. Earthworm here. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of anime that I I look back on and think like, oh, man, how did I like that? Uh, I guess, you know, I had um, I mean, I have a, a Berserk, I guess, but I was just interested in the story of Guts, so I was going to willing to take whatever I could get for, for a minute. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so Dragon Ball Z, I think, categorizes as something I would consider aged like milk. Um, still fun, though, but more fun to talk about and enjoy in your heart rather than rewatch. Um, and this one, I don't think aged like milk, and I don't, I'm not talking shit about this series. I'm strictly speaking about my feelings towards this series. And again, it's coming from a place of had it on a pedestal and... Now that years have passed, I feel differently about it, and I, I'm not. We're gonna talk through this because if JD was here, he'd be like, "What the fuck, man?" You know, he wouldn't be that bad, but he would be questioning of me and like, "Why are you doing this?" I don't know. Just gonna say that right now. Anime in question is Re Zero, and no, I don't think it has aged like milk. But I, the longer it sits, the longer I have haven't been watching Re Zero. You know, it's we've been it's been a while since season two. Um, and the longer I sit on it, I start to truly believe that the reason I liked RA Zero the most was one waifus I really, really fell attached to Rem, and that was that. Like that if you are attached to Rem in any way, shape, or form, RE Zero season one, it'll get you. It'll get you good, it'll get you hard. Uh, so it got me good and it got me fucking hard. Season two, Rem is much less featured for reasons. Uh, but I do I think the storytelling actually got better in season two. But guess what? Your boy here, infinitely less interested in season two. And it's it's weird. I, I don't know why. I cannot explain to you why infinitely less interested in season two. Maybe it was just too much and I didn't have my blue haired waifu to, to fawn over. So that makes me think that, like, I truly don't know how much I ever really, really liked RE0. Uh, and how it makes me think that it was just some superficial things. I, I still think it's a fine show, and I'm, I'd still watch season three when it comes around. But I don't love it like I used to, and I don't know that I'm willing to step up to bat to defend it quite like I used to. I mean, we made a whole goddamn episode about you know, why um, Why RE0 doesn't suck. It was like our episode 17, something like that. So, yeah, I guess I've grown a lot, and I don't think that necessarily makes me better or a good thing, but yeah. Yeah, so that's my, that's my feelings about RE0. See, I'm scrolling through here, and there's a lot of... Uh, I'm going through the, the, the most comment count, because I figured those would be good discussion ones, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of what anime do you like, or do you not like that everybody likes? Or what anime do you like that everybody dislikes? 
you know um i don't again i don't think there's an anime that i'm uh that i mean there's plenty of haters for anime that i like i can't think of one while while i'm sitting here recording by myself and going through small incremental panic attacks because i'm recording by myself can't think of one off the top of my head so we're just gonna keep scrolling through we're gonna find something i want to give you guys at least one or two more hopefully get this episode close to an hour again next week you're gonna have a full-ass conversation um but yeah i just i wanted to give you guys something this week to sink your teeth into and uh if it if it's not good enough well guess what you're gonna have to join the discord and you're gonna have to yell at me there so that's how that's see we got you now you're in the discord now you're engaging with our podcast um Let's see. What's uh? We're gonna go with this one, and we're gonna try to work it out. This one is from Sindlass, user Sindlass. What's the one anime cliche that you never want to see again? Ever? Not once. Not never. Not ever. Ever. Never. Ever. Never. Um. Let's see. There's a lot. There's a lot of like little tiny things that I don't know if I would consider anime cliche. That I don't think I'd ever want to see again. But I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with an easy one. And the, this one's just like... It might not be my most personally least hated. But I would be okay if I would never see it again. And it's be, been becoming a mild trope in anime. I would be okay with the... Um, with no more of this like magical slave type thing. Prime example, shield hero... Raftalia was put under the slave spell and she kind of took it as like a thing of endearment and as anybody who has ancestors who were enslaved especially you know as a as a race or a whole group of people it's not it being a slave's not endearing so I think we I think at this point we could probably just do without slavery being like hey this is cool right yeah no I don't I don't know again it's not something that i personally am affronted by immediately i i have been on record of being like not the worst thing in shield hero not it's not like celebrated but the fact of the matter is it isn't seen as a bad thing an automatic bad thing it's it's given kind of some excuse and some leeway and i just don't think we need that if you know what i mean so that would be okay if we just didn't fucking do that anymore. Um, I would, you know, okay, here's one. Here's one that I can think of. And I do think we're getting better. The anime community is getting better. The people making anime are getting better. But I don't think we need the hypersexual gay person anymore. I don't think we ever needed the hypersexual, almost assaulting gay person anymore. We don't need the purry purry princesses or the pretty uh, whatever from One Punch Man. I I I think we should have plenty of gay representation in all media because there's a bunch of gay people out there and they, you know, it's nice to see somebody that's like you doing stuff in movies and and being represented in media. You know, surprise, who knew? But it's cool to see people like you do stuff. I just wish that we would completely erase the the existence of the the purry purry putty putty prisoner type people the oh he's gay 
so that therefore means he's he's a sexual deviant and he wants to grab all the boys' butts that he sees. Like, no, I, that, there's plenty of other, you know what? Plenty of gay people who aren't raging raging perverts. Surprise, I know, and I get it. It's Japan. It's it's a very different culture than ours. And for me to be like, hey, get your shit together. Uh, there's a lot that I don't that I don't understand and don't know about Japanese culture. And I'm sure there's a lot of barriers to get through. But the fact of the matter is, it's kind of offensive. You know, if not to me, then to somebody else who's just trying to be a normal, non-assaulting gay person. So yeah, that would be cool. I guess this those like I guess if we could really wrap this up, I get the safety the safety. Yes, let's get rid of safety in anime. Fucking A. Get your shit together, worm. The slavery thing we're gonna set off to the side, but I think the crazy stereotypes can probably go. And I think we're whittling away slowly. You know, we had the really bad depiction of black people in anime for a long time. Uh and those have pretty much at least in my recent viewing experience i can't say for sure i haven't seen a lot of unbelievably offensive caricatures of black people in anime so that's cool i'm glad we're getting that we've definitely gotten less and less of the crazy offensive gay caricatures but i'm saying like let's just let's just go let's just wipe them all out let's like just stop cold turkey you know we're gonna take our nicorette of offensive caricatures and it's going to help us get through this, all right? Artist and artiste, uh, we can do this. And I believe in every single one of you. All right. Uh, so I guess that's that's probably the trope that I'm going to go with for the uh, we don't need it. We don't want it. Get it out of here. Okay. Here we go. I think this will be the last question of the day, friends and folks and perhaps family. If I got any family listening, shouts out to, to my other worms. It's all good in the... In the underground, it'll be the last question of the day. My my throat's starting to get a little hoarse from talking by myself. Um, once again, thank you for for bearing with me in this uh, shorter than usual episode. But I'm sure listening to one man ramble has to get uh, has to get fucking old. Oh, oh, that's actually a really good question too. Oh, okay, all right. You know what? We're gonna do two. We're gonna do two more. All right, and I think this first one might be a little bit quicker. It's from user deleted, so. Thank you, user deleted. What anime do you consider to have a toxic message? And this one stuck out to me because I have the perfect answer. And it is one of my very few kind of, um, I don't want to say hidden gem, but less known anime that, that I don't think a lot of people have seen. But here we go. There's probably more. There's definitely more. I mean, we can talk about like Orimo and like, hey, it's okay to fuck your brother. I don't know about that one, but that's not what I'm getting at. This one is from an anime called Wolf Girl and Black Prince. It is from 2014. I was recommended. It was recommended to me by our friend Danny from the Anime Summit podcast. And uh, this, I think I thought it was a pretty good show, but hear me out. All right. Here's the premise. Uh, Girl in high school, guy in high school. Girl in high school keeps lying to her friends about having a boyfriend. Gets, you know, she worked herself into a shoot. Uh, and we'll put it in wrestling terms. She talks enough shit to where it's like, well, we want to meet your boyfriend. Uh-oh. So she goes up to this guy who she took a picture of, you know, to say, this is my boyfriend, you know, just to get the these bitches off her back. Again, worked herself into a shoot. Now she needs to go up to him and it's like, hey will you pretend to be my boyfriend? And he's like, yeah, if you pretend to be my dog. And he 
wants her to kind of be obedient and like, you know, dog like with him. And they go through this whole spiel, you know, they pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend. They start to catch feelings, yada, yada. They, spoilers, they get together in the end. And my problem with it is I don't feel like the the guy ever actually, I don't think he ever did anything truly redeeming. I just think that Erica, the main character girl, ended up being like, well, he's a piece of shit, but I love him anyway. And I just, I feel like it was kind of saying toxic relationships are okay as long as there's love there. It's like, no, if he's not going to treat you openly like you want to be treated, then that ain't it, chief. So there's that. Yeah. Um, I I think about Wolf Girl and Black Prince a lot, and I think about that message that I, I got from it. And um, yeah, when I saw that question right under the one, that I wanted to read off. I was like, we're going to get this out of the way real quick. So yeah, Wolf Girl and Black Prince tells you that it's okay to date toxic guys as long as you are willing to fix them. So bada bang, there we go. Uh, the last question of the day is from user Taco J. Uh, it, Taco J asks, what anime do you think was great but had one really bad flaw? And this is a fucking interesting question. Um, first one that comes to mind, I'm going to go through a bunch. Some of these might not be super huge flaws, but we're going to talk about some of my favorite anime or some anime I think are great, but did have a flaw. Uh, first off, first and foremost, Mashoko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. It had the flaw of a far too pervy main character but it's not just the fact that it's far too pervy main character. It's far too pervy main character put in a situation where it was almost inevitable for them to essentially, you know, do statutory uh, rape things. And it's a weird, very fucking dark gray area. And it just, like, it's such a good show. And I refuse to hate the show because of that thing but it makes it hard to defend shit like that. And I don't dislike, I, I don't, I don't hate on anybody who's like, I can't watch the show because it essentially had a 40 year old and a 14 year old hookup. And it's like, ah, that's fucked up. You're right. When you put it to me like that, that's fucked up. But it's, so that's, that's the big motherfucking flaw right there. Uh, other than that, it's a 10 out of 10 show. That's the reason it got a nine out of 10 for me. Because of that goddamn shit right there. Um, yeah, so that's Mashoko Tensei. That's Jobless Reincarnation. Watch it if you're okay with compartmentalizing some stuff. Um, let's see. We're scrolling through the Mal list. We got uh, Soul Eater coming up, and that's an easy one. Soul Eater was banger. It just had a terrible last 10 to 15, 20 episodes. Really went off the rails. The actual ending episode was just not good. And that sucked. So, I mean, that that's, I don't know if that really counts here. But um, summertime rendering, here we go. Here's one. And I don't think this is a really bad flaw, but I do think it could have been, I, I wish it had a more mature tone. And I think what I was saying about um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood earlier and like something that can ruin an anime instantly, I, I that they fucked up the tone, in my opinion, just a little bit. And it could have been a much more in, engaging, gripping anime, for me at least. And I think it could have been 
just an overall better experience if they would have gone with a more serious, darker tone, but it did have this kind of kids save the day angle to it, which isn't, I think, I, I think it appeals to a bunch of people. So maybe it's just not what I was looking for. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's see. Uh, here we go. We're going to call out my favorite show. And then I think we're going to get out of here. So we're going to call out Yu Yu Hakusho. It's a great show. 10 out of 10 show, as far as I'm concerned. Did it have a really bad flaw, though? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, And I'm just talking about kind of the anime here. But after listening to other people be like, I watched a Yu Yu show. Couldn't really get into it. This, that, and the other thing. I I think, though not maybe as bad as other shows, I think it suffers so bad from being a 1992 shonen action show, and it sucks. Um, I don't hate it. It sucks in the respect that it's hard to get people into. And uh, the more years that go on, the more I want a Yu Yu Hakusho reboot because I think it could be an, a borderline objective 10 out of 10 show. And I know that's a hard thing to do, but I'm talking it could be what Hunter Hunter is to some people, but I think it's a more approachable, appealing show. Yu Yu Hakusho follows a more uh, more strict pattern of of shonen battle. It's got an entire fucking fifty episode arc of of just tournament arc, and it follows the goddamn tournament. It's not the no. Never does the the tournament place the never does the ring explode, and they have to fight like thirty ninjas. That just walked in and Aruchimaru never shows up to fuck the whole thing up. They actually go through the entire goddamn tournament. Very strict, not trying to subvert a lot of stuff. Where you know, I'm not saying Hunter Hunter's bad by trying to subvert, but I do think some people are like, wow, this Chimera Ant arc is a little much. I don't think Yu Yu Hakusho has something of the Chimera Ant arc if it's packaged like an anime could be packaged today, if it is made with modern sensibilities and not trying to squeeze out extra time so yeah um Yu Yu Hakusho it's just it's really it's production you know and it's it's a product of its time and I guarantee and I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit but uh because of the thing I said earlier about the old and new anime fans and my problem being not watching old anime but for something like a Yu Yu Hakusho I I have a harder time arguing against it. You know, even Gellion, if you want to call what it had, you know, it's slower moments, if you want to call them filler, then at least I can argue that there was atmosphere behind it. Uh, if you want to call what Yu Yu Hakusho has filler when, you know, Kuen was like, oh my God, Ogre, did you see that? Yusuke's all out of power. I know, Kuen. Oh, oh. It's like, yeah, we get it. We watched it. We saw it. We don't need that. That's not atmosphere. That's just cutting another that's cutting another 10 seconds where you really don't have to animate a whole lot and you can push that off you know you don't have to worry about 10 seconds of another punch or something you can save some time you can save some money so there we are that's this is my episode for the week everybody really hope you enjoyed something in this episode i hope you got something out of this um, I want to give a quick shout out to our patron, MBM. They have given us a Patreon rundown request that I was not able to fulfill this week because it's something I want to do 
I want to really do it right because it's a request that I think is really cool and I didn't want to half-ass it. So uh, hopefully next week, but they had asked me to do a Ric Flair style promo for the podcast. Um, and ad- admittedly, I don't know. I never saw the heyday of Ric Flair. I haven't gone back and watched a lot of videos from Ric Flair. So I, I don't know exactly what a Ric Flair style promo would consist of. So yeah, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, maybe when JD's back, uh, I'll I'll hit him with the surprise Ric Flair style promo. Because even if he does listen to this episode, there's no way he's getting this far. So he's not going to know. Surprise, motherfucker. So yes, MBM, I do want to give you a shout out. Well, that, that promo will be coming. I just wanted to make sure I did it right. And I didn't want to half-ass nothing. So yes, um, well, I talked about, you know, Patreon, pa- Patreon. That's that's where MBM. That's how MBM is getting me to do a Ric Flair style promo for. I won't say free because it's an, it's not free, but for a single dollar a month, you too can get me to do stupid shit once a month. So yeah, you know, just uh, Patreon.com/slash Anime Brothers Podcast. It's only if you really like the content. If you want to do some more to help us, you know, keep plucking along podcast wise and just show a little extra support, that's the way to do it. I asked earlier, but subscribe to your, all your podcast platforms, subscribe to the show, follow the show, whatever it gives you, rate, review, uh, Apple, Spotify, tell people that we don't suck. If we do suck and you really don't want people to listen to us, I guess tell them that too, but I'm really, for being honest, we're only asking for the good ones, but it's a free country. I generally, yeah, anywhere you're listening to this, you're probably in mostly free country, and if you're not, well, I am here for you, my friend. Power to the people, you know. Let's let's get that let's get that means of production, my homies. So yeah, I'm gonna stop rambling now. I'm gonna hopefully the music's coming in at some point. I don't know. Samurai Wax got a job to do. He's gonna do stuff. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back with a cool episode next week that will be much more coherent, less chaotic, and I'm gonna go now. So. Bye, everybody. I love you, and peace.